0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. It's player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round. Marty,
1: how the hell are you? Jeff, I am fantastic. We haven't talked since August twelfth. What? It's true. We recorded then. It took us about three weeks to get the show out, but it was it was August twelfth. That's it's been too long.
0: Uh, oh, you know what? It doesn't feel that long because you and I have both been doing a lot of things. So I'm kind of surprised. Six weeks? Wow. Okay. Cool. Hope you've been well.
1: Well, it doesn't sound long, too, because I'm completely feigning interest. But the point sure. is, welcome back to final round. This is you still a cunt, so, yeah, you know, right matter at, at the you. time. Right yeah. back at you, mother. Uh, what's the... Uh, fuck, I don't even know what show we're on. I really don't. 73? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yep, 73. By the way, we don't have a theme, so I always wonder, for those that don't know, Marty comes up with the skilled photo of the two of us and the title. And sometimes the title really presents itself. I don't know how you come up with some of the titles. I have no idea what this one's going to be. Oh. You don't know until the show's done.
0: No, I, I don't know it until I sort of, it takes me a couple of days to think about what we spoke about and what's interesting. And the, but then all of a sudden, sometimes it's just a, an image comes into my mind. I'm like, okay, how can I make that work? And that's what happens.
1: Now, if you listen to the last episode, we said it wasn't really a warning shot. It wasn't a threat. We said that in the near future, within the next calendar year, we will do a show where we don't <laughs> mention pinball at least once.
0: I'm looking really forward to that. this that episode? Wow. Let's find out. No, it can't be. We had a lot of No, we've got some stuff. <laughs> we've got <laughs> too much. I've literally just come back from a pinball show. So, yeah.
1: Let's talk about it. It's called uh, Pinfest in Australia. We're in
0: Australia? So, it's in Newcastle, which is the spiritual home of pinball in Australia. I say that because that is where Hank and Pinball were located when they made their, I want to say, five machines.
1: Way to have the facts. Well done.
0: Well, I think they're good fine. research. Good, good. Yeah, stuff. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, great. Um, they didn't make that many of them, anyway. But what's really interesting, I noticed on social media, Ross don't know, if you know don't know whether he listens to the show, but I know Emily does. Anru, he actually just got a Hankin Machine shipped to America and said it was his dream theme. And the pinball machine is called Dennis Lilly's. How's that? Does any of that mean anything to you? No. Explain. Okay. Well, there's two things there. One is a person's name, Dennis Lilly, and the other one is, how's that? Still lost. Is this a real person? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Dennis Lilly, back in the God knows when, probably 70s, I'd say 70s and 80s, was very, very famous in Australia. And he was a bowler in a particular sport. Can you guess the sport? Cricket. Correct. I know what bowlers are. Sure. I don't know. Is, is, Is that the only sport that's got bowlers? Well, bowling. Bowling, I guess. Balling. Balling, uh, I guess. Um, How's that? Is the exclamation that people make when they think somebody's caught out. They'll go, How's that? <laughs> so, Dennis Lilly's How's That is a pinball machine that's made by Hankin and it's a, it's a wide body. And I just have not played it for a very long time, but I remember it being quite enjoyable. They also made. Empire Strikes Back, which was a Star Wars themed game, that was um, let's just say not officially licensed. No, was I've heard. I played it. Yeah, it kind of looks like Firepower. Doesn't play like it. No,
1: no. Anyway, there you go. That was that was the funny thing is it's not the worst Star Wars machine.
0: What do you think's the worst Star Wars machine? Episode one. Oh yeah. See, no wonder I'd forgotten it.
1: Yeah episode Episode one does nothing for me. I'd rather play the Data East game.
0: Okay, awesome segue there, Jeff, because one of the games I got to play at Pinfest, and so Pinfest is, again, pinball show, biggest pinball show in Australia. Uh, this is the 12th year that it's been on. Uh, one of the games that I got to play there was a homebrew of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh. I have played this homebrew previously um, It's by a gentleman called Cress. I think I've mentioned him on the show before. He's probably the, the preeminent homebrewer in Australia. And it was always a really interesting layout and interesting tech that he put into it. This time around, and here's our segue because you mentioned episode one, it's got a screen in it like Pinball 2000. Really? However, it has got pretty much a full-sized screen, the size of the pinball machine, Above it, so it's not just like one little screen that's sort of at the back like the pinball 2000s. this is a full-size screen that goes completely over the top of the machine. You should really look at it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, pinball machine. it looks fantastic, okay that no one can argue with that. Let me tell you it just flipped so well. it just felt so good and the, and this guy Chris he, he's made a lot of homebrew games, and everyone's like, "Oh, you should go professional he's like Nah, I'm happy doing what I do. Hmm. So, there you go. So, that that was one of the highlights of the show. The other was, because I, whenever I go to these shows, I try to play games that I've never played before. Let me tell you what I played was Jurassic Park from Stern, the home version. Isn't it good? It's, oh my God. It's really good. It is not just good, it is fantastic. And I yeah. don't think that Jack Danger gets the credit he deserves for that game. It is brilliant
1: i can't believe it's a pin i mean you you can tell it's a pin because of things that are taken out of it and cost but it plays great and i told that to jack right away and and i didn't foresee a game like foo fighters coming out of jack which is outstanding and i'm not insulting jack by saying that i'm just saying you know maybe it's i thought he would do something maybe a little more safe Cause Jurassic Park's fun, um, but you know there's there's shots you've seen before, but it's still a great game. Whereas Foo Fighters, like, okay, you know we're not going to do what you've been used to for a while. In fact, we're going to go way back and two for two for Jack Danger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I again because I'd never played the Jurassic Park Home, I didn't know that it was up there as being just a fantastic game. And and if that's a home game, get it. The the only thing that's really sort of not great is that the screen in the back is quite that's tiny. It. Yeah. It is. So, that's it. But great I also Hold on a second you just
1: reminded me and I can't remember I think it was Star Wars. It is Star Wars. So Star Wars the pin and then there's mm. also doesn't Spider-Man have a pin? That's yep. outstanding. Yeah. So Star Wars I played it at Mark Silk's house and he had the pin version but he I mean the screen is the screen but he had his buddy update the sound. Because, I mean, that's where they saved money, right? The screen, the sound, uh, some of the mechs and stuff. But uh, he updated the sound. It sounds better than most pinball machines you'll find anywhere. So, again, good game, good layout. Just if you can enhance things. I, I don't think you could enhance the screen by any means. Maybe you can. But uh, it was neat to see the, the sound enhanced. And uh, I don't know if the pins are going to still happen. Because I, I don't think they've taken off. I mean, it's
0: still a pretty yeah. expensive
1: pinball machine for sure but uh and i don't know what the demand is
0: if it retains its price while all the other machines go up in value then it becomes a better proposition
1: i don't mind playing them yeah they're good last thing about jurassic park i remember telling jack danger i said the only thing wrong with this jurassic park pin is it doesn't have a coin box because it would work well on location
0: sure and he said you could put one on it i'm like well there you go (laughs) yeah yeah you can as long as there's power going to it yeah for sure but speaking of great layouts, i got to tell you, I, I got to play Venom. Which one? I played the Pro and the Premium. Okay. And not that I'm going to do this whole reverse switcheroo, I'm just going to tell you that the Pro was better than the Premium. There you go. I said Why? it. Why? Because it was faster. Okay. It is? Yep. This is what I will tell you. When I was playing Venom Pro, I thought to myself, this is... Steve Ritchie. This Mm. is what Steve Ritchie was good at. Fast, flow, smooth shots. Just the choreography between the shots, the lights, and the call-outs and the sound were all so fucking snappy. Bang, bang, bang. Flip, flip, shot, shot. I just couldn't believe that I was playing this game that was just so smooth and so much fun. So I played that first. I then went to the premium which obviously on paper is a better game because it's got all those shots that can change. However, it's just a bit clunkier and not as fast is what I would say. It doesn't, make, doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's actually still great in premium form, hmm. but the Pro just blew my mind at how much I enjoyed it. Couldn't believe it. Well, that's
1: good because then you've got two different styles. I always felt that way about ACDC. I like the Pro better because it's faster. It's more punishing. Uh, you don't have to go down to the lower level. You don't have the uh, jam shot, take it over and give you a cannon shot. It just go, go, go. And it's funny you should say that about Venom and the Pro. If I didn't know Brian Eddy made that game and I had to guess, I would have guessed uh, maybe Steve Ritchie. So I thought mm. about the exact same thing. Yep. Now, I think they're both good for sure. I like the premium better. So we're, we're, we're different on that because- Sure, that's fun. The doppelganger is pretty cool on the premium. I like the fact that you can change the layout of the game. Like That's just so, I don't know of another game that does that where you can have really three different states of the game like that. Maybe there is, and I'm forgetting it, but I just thought that was pretty cool.
0: Probably the only one I can think of like that is the left orbit shot on Mustang that has three levels. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, well, I mean, to go from a, you know, a stand up to a, it's not a vuck it's an, what is it, an up kick or I don't even know what it is. It's the up. Like the reversey the, thing. The reverse thing, yeah. Wow, the reversey thing. Good thing we're in the, the business. <laughs> anyway, the, I just thought that was pretty cool. And this is what I'm going to say about both the pro and the premium, more so the pro. I can see a lot of people loving this game mm-hmm. for the same reason. They will love Elvira. So what am I talking about? Elvira, House the horse? The shots being easier? The shots are pretty damn fucking easy on that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the, again, great. I like to feel good when sure. I get shots. And so yeah. do the majority of people, of course. Yeah, yeah,
1: correct. Correct. So that will, again, bode well. That will mean people will like playing Venom because
0: you're going to feel good. You're going to make the shots. Yeah, what, what it does mean, though, is, yeah, you're going to make shots, but- And that, okay- Star Trek is probably a good parallel, Stern-Star Trek, because everyone sort of says that those shots are relatively easy, and they are. You can make the shots. But A, if you miss your shots, you've got to have the best reflexes in the business. On what game? On Star Trek. So On Star Trek? I'm, I don't think Star is the easiest. Yeah. Oh, uh, people say that it's got an easy layout in that the, the ramps are fairly easy to get. Cause no, because it's pretty wide. If you're trying to hit the left spinner on the bottom from the
1: right flipper and you hit a post, see you later. That's exactly what I'm saying. But you, you can backhand it and get a couple of spins, but you want to rip it. So you want to hit it from the right flipper. Of course. There are a couple of games that are getting a lot of buzz. I, I, by the way, play Venom, enjoy Venom. It's a fun game. It's unique. It's, I like the code so far. Congrats, Dwight. I like the layout. Congrats, Brian Eddy, the artwork, Zombie Eddie, and, and the team behind it, uh, Tanyo and, and Ray Day doing the software. And, and again, uh, sorry, it's not Tanyo, is it? Who is Who did the software? No, oh, it's Dwight. It's Dwight and Ray. Well, anyway, right. sorry. Tanya, anyway, congrats on other things. But a uh, flu fighters, You're right? Awesome. He did foos.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So before you move on, I'm just saying it's it's the same in that you can you've got easy shots that you can hit, but if you miss them, it's so fast that you've just got to be on your mm. game to keep the game going. Yeah, they but punishing you if you miss them. They're yep. far away, so you've got lots of time to react. Sure. That's fast.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna disagree. You're a you fucking cunt. I'm you can. Dis- no, absolutely no.
0: it's okay for you to be wrong.
1: Hey, you're talking to the other side of your ass, man. All right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're in Australia. What the fuck do you know? Sure. Come on. Correct. Top 100 player. Whatever. Get over it. (coughs) Game designer, whatever. Anyway, uh, another game. I don't know if it was there at Pinfest. I finally got to play Pulp Fiction. Have you played it yet? Was it there? No, I I played it at TPF.
0: Oh, that's right. You did. So I finally got on it. No, I know. You were kind of disappointed because the lines were so long. You were like, oh, man, I'll get to play it another time. Okay. What would you think?
1: The lines are long. Yeah. You know who the fuck I
0: think I am? Well, I'm not waiting in line. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fine. Who'd you blow?
1: <laughs> what I think? It was fun. I played one game. It was a fun game. Like, I, the call outs are great. I do not like the art. I'm sorry. Just, I missed opportunity. Yep. Sure. And yep. I know it will be changed for playoffs or, sorry, not playoffs, for, for competitions. But again, much like Venom, much like. Elvira House of Horrors, what am I going to say? Easy game. Holy shit, was it easy. Like, everything was backhandable, which, you so, know, you don't see that on a Keith Elwin game. You maybe get the raptor pit a little bit on the back end. So that's the problem with that. It's not the problem. It just makes it too easy. So how they fix that is tighter slings. They take out some rubbers, uh, maybe thicker posts, things like that. They'll fix it. But out of the box, pretty easy game.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's we have had this conversation before where I think that machines were getting too hard and they've sort of reacted to feedback and now maybe they are getting a bit easy, but they're catering to people that aren't top 100 in the world. I agree. Totally, totally agree. In fact,
1: if you're making a pinball machine, definitely do not cater to the top 100 players. Because uh, maybe a little bit in code, but that's where you make it hard. You want the shots to be not impossible. But, hey, that being said, I had fun. I I wish I could hear it a little better, but got to play it. So, any more on PinFest? A lot of celebrities there. Holy shit.
0: Well, okay. so that was the interesting thing. I mean, we had this this photo. I don't know whether you saw the photo of the five. So, there was Gary Stern was there. Josie Jack was also there. You had Mike from Home Pin, obviously Damien from Haggis there. But- David Hankin from Hankin was also there. And the five of them got together to have a photo. And that's pretty cool. It's I, I thought it was cool. It's like it's not often you get to see Jack and Gary in the same photo, let alone these other people as well. So it was cool. I mean it was Did they not like each other? I don't know. I don't no, I don't think so. I think they're fine. <laughs> Somebody's lying. <laughs> okay. What I will tell you is this. What Somebody I will say is lying. What I will tell you is this. I love all people. They are, they are <laughs> pinball designers who exist. There, there were two international CEOs that exist. All I'm going to say is that one of these people I love seeing as much as they love seeing me. Mm. and it was just when when it was was, happens all the time every time we catch eyes like oh my god and then we just you know talk and he's just the loveliest loveliest Mm. warmest most amazing person
1: and you're not going to reveal who that is
0: I'm not going to mention Jack's name okay
1: you know normally I save this for the end of the show fuck it it's never been more appropriate right now who will Marty save we're doing it right fucking now (laughs) Gary Stern and Jersey Jack (laughs) A flipper that has been shaved into a shiv. You throw it in the ring. You don't even have to kill them. Who's winning that fight and why? It's really... You've got pom-poms on. Who do you want to win?
0: Okay. Here's the deal. I have got photographic evidence of me kissing Jack and photographic evidence of Jack kissing me. There is no evidence of any liquid's exchanged between me and Gary. None whatsoever. Not even vodka? Not between us. I don't know.
1: So, who's winning the fight? You, you,
0: got, a, you got the shiv made out of a uh, flipper. I'll say, objectively, it's easy because Jack's still running his business, right? Gotcha. Well, hold on a second. Gary's moving on. What if
1: Gary gets the upper hand on Jack? Jack does a cartwheel, breaks a hip, and he's on top of Jack, and he's getting ready to do the, do the kill shot. All right. I mean, we're talking Mortal Kombat
0: 1 here. But you're now making stuff up. What? You're making stuff up. What if he did this? No, he hasn't. They're both still alive. They both still exist. I don't want exist. either of them
1: dead. I'm just saying. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they have decided to end this once and for all in a death
0: match with what are you, but what are you saying? You don't want any of them dead yet. You're forcing me to kill one of them. So if this is your game. You, you fucking love this. you love it. Bullshit. Anyway, it's obvious. Jeff, what it's, it's
1: it. been a while. Can we please kill somebody? Oh, fine. Marty, I'll get to it. <laughs> Fuck.
0: I read the posts. I get it. Uh, there you go. All right. Anyway, it was, it was really good to have both of them there. And for our little country that's over the other side of the world, to have the likes of Gary and, well, Gary's been before. I think he's actually been twice before. I've actually, you know, I've got a photo with Gary, whatever. Um, but yeah, to have both of them here at that show was pretty special and they made it a special show. They they literally went out of their way to talk to as many people as possible while they were there, which was great.
1: Well, I had a chance to talk to Jersey Jack. I haven't seen Gary in a while and, and I've talked to him a few times that, I, that I've seen him. Uh, last, I think, was free florida i think i saw him at iapa i know dr john was there and again we're recording this on the 23rd of september so i don't know if john's put anything out but he's always quick to record was he
0: able to get any of those guys interviewed i'm sure he would have said hey gary let's go well i know he did oh but well, is not i know he asked gary but i don't know whether he got an interview with gary hmm
1: interesting well he asked okay
0: Oh, actually I know why you're asking this because you know, the answer to this. Oh, we do talked I? a couple of days ago. What are you talking right. about? Okay. Sorry. It's now just come back to me. I'm like, why is he asking me this? Oh, that's right. He does know. Cause he's a cunt. Cause I'm not- like, <laughs> he's fucking setting me up. The answer is, I do know that, um, that Dr. John did ask Gary oh. for an interview, but I don't know. I didn't see them record. So maybe they did. You'll find out on the pinball network. No, we won't. Cause what if it, we haven't heard it? Maybe it's just like, I just, Put out in an
1: interview that I recorded. I don't know, three four months ago. I sometimes I sit on things. You just never know. I know you. And then things. sometimes fucking people will take your show that your interview and 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 turn it into their oh. own show. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, <well>. I can't. <laughs> hey man, um, whatever. So look, okay, I'll tell you. The only other thing that came about was the rumor. This is just what was circulating. The rumor. Of what's next from Jersey Jack. Do you know who it is?
1: I know what the rumor is. What's the rumor? Elton John.
0: Yeah. So that was the... I really hadn't heard it as conclusively as I heard it over the weekend.
1: A lot of people have said that. I know nothing. You always know. I'm just repeating the
0: rumor. The rumor is is that. But who knows? So my question, as I often do when, when I'm faced with these themes, I ask the question... Is this a good theme? So I'm going to ask you, Jeff, the question. Is Elton John a good theme? Yes. Tell me why.
1: A legendary singer. Uh, very, very obviously iconic. Great visual. Super, you know, front man. Great catalogue of songs. The only thing in question. Is his hair? Well, no, he's got plants for those. <laughs> it's a wig. It's not a wig.
0: It's a wig. No.
1: Oh, okay. Look it up. Are you sure? I thought he had surgery on it, that head of his.
0: No, it's a wig. That'd make a great fucking topper. It's a, actually a great B fifty two song, by the way. A wig should yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yep.
1: No, but that'd be a good topper. Like you could put a wig on your pinball machine. Your Elton John pinball machine,
0: <laughs> and a fan and a fan blows it.
1: Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yep. awesome. Anyway, uh, so again, the only the only thing I I have not seen any kind of playfield artwork. None of that shit. I wouldn't say this if I did. So I haven't seen anything. But I can imagine things like, oh, I don't know, the Yellow Brick Road, which is a, you know, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road famous thing. Um, Rocket Man, my God. There's just so many iconic things. Saturday Night's for Fighting. The big question for me is how many upbeat songs? Like you're not going to have, I can't imagine Daniel on there or Tiny Dancer, but who knows? Something for Guy.
0: Yep. Just saying, you know. No, I know. But the reason why I ask is that I think personally I – I would never, ever say that I'm an Elton John fan, but I can't argue that if you go through his catalogue, I could easily name 12 songs that I like. Easily. Do you know we talked about this? I think
1: on episodes ago, I got the Elton John biography called Me. And you told me at the time, you don't really like the guy. He's he's an asshole. And I said, you should see the movie Rocket Man because it kicks the shit out of Bohemian Rhapsody. It came out, say, six months after. Bohemian Mm -hmm. Rhapsody gets all the fanfare and it's well done, obviously. But Rocketman is more accurate to Elton John's life. And in fact, Elton John, an executive producer on that film said, no, 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 no. I was much more of an asshole. Show people that I was an asshole. And you at the time said, oh, that's kind of good. So, mm, so
0: well, you know, I, who knows? Not so enough, like, not know. enough to actually watch it. Of but course. anyway, I still, I still come back. My my point is that I like a lot of his songs. I don't know a lot of pinball people that love Elton John. Like, I just, I don't know where whether Have you surveyed a, them. No, but well, no, blown them, but. <laughs> Keep, no, that, what in. I'm Keep
1: saying- that in, please, dear God. Keep that in. <laughs> You're Fuck. editing, so no.
0: <laughs> so We'll see. Does it? Does it? I don't know. Who can say? But no, what I'm saying is I just, I think this theme is a bit of an outlier in that there's good songs, but there's not good energetic rock songs. It's, it's pop, right?
1: Okay. What would you have said about Iron Maiden or Rush?
0: Well, they're rock songs. So it's rock, it's energy, it's energetic music. I don't feel the same about Elton John. I think it's a little bit middle of the road and a bit softer. So and I'm not saying this is a bad theme at all, right? I want this machine. I think I'm going to enjoy it. My concern is whether there's enough people out there that feel emotional enough or have an emotional enough connection to the theme to go, oh, take my money. Um, That's that's the only thing I don't know whether they got right.
1: You can do two things with music pins, and I think you're thinking of the one way where you just play the songs like ACDC, Metallica, or Guns N' Roses. And then there are other ways where you can have the songs in there, like- Alice Cooper, where it's not really about the songs; it's about the story. Or more recently, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. The songs are in there, but it means nothing. It's so if Elton John is more aligned with Foo Fighters and Alice Cooper, and kind of the story mode. Oh my yep. god, that's crazy!
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I hope they do, and that's what I'm saying. I, I hope that they've they've surveyed the market. <laughs> they've blown everyone <laughs> just to find out. What
1: sort of appetite there is for it. Surveys are tougher now. You should just be able to click off boxes. Now, apparently, you got to, all right.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, that, that, that's all I want to say about Elton John is, well, also that it's Steve Ritchie doing Elton John. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I hope that it is everything that it could be.
1: I did talk to Steve Ritchie just recently on Pinball Profile and said to him, I'm looking forward to your Jersey Jack game, whatever it is, because I know you'll be allowed to have all the toys you want. Because that's what Jersey Jack does. They put the money in the pinball machine, as Jack likes to say. You know, you look. I'm looking at this Led Zeppelin game here, and what's not on it can fill a warehouse. It's there's there's just not much on there. Whereas Jersey Jack can probably, you know, you'll pay for it, but it'll be in there. So let's see what Steve can imagine. And he talked about working with that programming team and engineering too, and he's just thrilled. So. It's nice to see him get super excited because some of his titles, he probably wasn't excited. You know, he wasn't with Star Wars. You know, he wasn't with uh, Zeppelin World Poker Tour. But this one, hopefully he is. Yep. I look forward to seeing what's going to happen.
0: So is that everything that happened at Pinfest? That's it. But you've Mm. been to two Mm. shows, haven't you?
1: Well, I just want to apologize right now to Jessie J because she was at Pinfest and Marty failed to mention that. What an asshole. Jessie fucking J was there and you didn't even bring that up. And yeah. don't put it back in the edit. You didn't say it.
0: No, I didn't say it. There was 1,500 people there, right? No, none of them were Jesse J. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. My God. Yeah. I caught up with Jesse J, and it was a personal thing between her and me. And
1: all you had to say was, you know, it was my favorite part of Pinfest, or one of the highlights.
0: You said none of it. She knows how I feel.
1: Yeah. Right now, I'm hope she's got a lot of Kleenex as she's listening to this podcast. She's like, I
0: "Can't believe Marty used
1: it," and now he's backtracking. And that's um, not
0: what Kleenex is used for.
1: <laughs> Did you ever use socks or anything <laughs> like that? No,
0: or? no. And I, whenever I heard slips, there was a clanks. thing. I was like, "What? Who would do socks?" Anyway, this, <laughs> we're not going to move on from Jesse J. And a buddy once tell know.
1: me he used curtains. I'm like, "What? The oh,
0: fuck? <laughs> gross!" Uh, and he had Venetian blinds, which made it harder. Anyway, the point is. But the point is, there was thousands of people there, and I'm not going to go through and mention everybody. Not even Jesse J. Okay. Not, not even anybody. I didn't mention anybody. I mentioned the CEOs of companies and machines. You're the one that brought up people. But you were quick to post pictures of,
1: oh, fans of final round, and they got their little postcards yeah. signed by me and you. And, and what stuff. was one of those people? Probably about seventh or eighth in the photo gallery. There was only four photos.
0: It was an accident. You put Jesse J on there, and you and Jesse J was there. So I know, I know what you're trying, but it's such a flimsy attempt. Anyway, anyway. she's moving to the stage <laughs> you, so. You're, you're so much better
1: than this. Uh, anyway, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I embrace all. You know me, the people's president. They call me. Anyway, uh, I was at Pintastic. I hadn't been that show in four years, and it was at an old location where. Every room in the hotel had a urinal,
0: (laughs) right? Is that piss wherever you want?
1: Right. Okay. Piss wherever you want in the old hotel, Uh, and (laughs) this one was much nicer. Uh, I think it was a Best Western. I don't know. I stayed at the uh, Hilton Suites, (laughs) (laughs) but the only reason I did is not to be a snob. Well, maybe a little bit. Mm. Uh, No, I I like (laughs) I like my fucking sleep for one, and I say that because they had a band on Friday night. They had a band on Saturday night, so they had like a Foo Fighters cover band. If I wanted to sleep, I wanted to sleep. That's why I just thought, I'll just stay next door at Hilton Suites, and it it was fine. But the Best Western, what a great venue, and it was really spread out. So, decent vendor area, but a lot of, I mean, tons and tons of pinball machines. And all these clubs have their own pinball rooms. So, whatever they are in the New England area, each one would have a room, and they brought a bunch of machines, maybe it was an arcade. Fuck, they even had a homebrew. Room and I thought I never knew PinTastic. I thought you'd know about it at definitely Expo and a little bit at TPF as well. But at PinTastic, that homebrew room was great. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you talked about your buddy who made the um, Galaxy game, the Hitchhiker's Galaxy game. There was one of those there, not that game, but the same kind of thing that uh, Pinball Two Thousand, where they had the screen and made it into a, a new pinball machine. I didn't get to play it. I saw it, but uh, didn't get to play it. So I like that people are retheming those Pinball Two Thousands
0: do you remember the theme of it at all i just i reason why i asked this because i know that there was this guy that's been doing something called like haunted cruise or something and i was wondering whether that was it rings a bell yeah no fair enough
1: Hmm. there were some other great ones there there's you know the jaws re-theme there was zach's poker game Uh, zach from slam tilt uh that was kind of fun to play because tons and tons of drop targets and each drop target had a computer screen in front of it so the cards would change as you need different things it was it was pretty cool like it's almost what you wanted world poker tour to be if you like poker themes and uh right that was cool but yeah i like the homebrew stuff and um, that's again with expo coming up do you know that i okay start start the bribes now i'll accept anything i'm one of the judges
0: for the homebrew competition at expo this year fucking me yeah i'm Equally as surprised considering you're very underqualified. Why am I underqualified? Well, are you just saying that are really funny? part of the homebrew scene? Are you no? But
1: do I have a, a good eye of knowing what a, a pinball machine is? By the yeah, way, if your homebrew really has a, a fucking action button, I'm just telling you,
0: <laughs> you're fucked, you're fucked. You are not gonna
1: win if you got an action button. Just letting you know now, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm one of the judges, I'm excited about that.
0: Sure. So back to Pintastic. Yes. How would you rate Pintastic as an overall event?
1: You know, there are a lot of, I go to these things because of the tournaments. And uh, Silver Ball Rumble is run by Jim Swain, who runs the Sanctum. He did a fucking great job. And I want everyone to know that because he took some criticisms online and I thought every one of the criticisms was bullshit. You know, why didn't extra balls get turned off this? Why didn't that? he has reasons for everything, and the players knew it, and blah, blah, blah. Did you hear what happened? Somebody plunged an extra ball and lost because of that? Whose fault is that? Jim Swain's?
0: No, it's whoever plunged Uh, the ball. Ah,
1: yeah, so it is. Anyway, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Uh, The guy who did a great job running it, and the tournament was won by Jason Zoller. Yes, I came sixth. I don't want to talk about that. Like, that's really good, six. There was, fuck, almost 200. Yeah, cool. Out. I didn't ask about the tournament. six. place. Stern Pro <laughs> Circuit event. I mean, it was really big. That's actually
0: really good. Well done. E-
1: 83 points. But let's not talk. Do you want to talk about it? Okay, it was a card format. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, actually, why I do want to talk about it is because I was Kaylee George at that tournament. Did you hear the story? No. You know, Kaylee George can all of a sudden play something like uh, Johnny Mnemonic and drop the ball in the VOC over and over and over again and get all these points. And yes, I do know that. Yep. I didn't find an exploit, but I showed people how to play the game. So it's a card-based format, like Indisc, like Papa. So you play five games, and all five of those games have to count on your card, which means you have to be consistent. If you have a bad game, that's going to hurt your entire card, no matter how good the other scores are. So you want consistent scores. You don't have to blow them up, just good, decent scores to get you in the top 24 and make the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. Well, I knew I liked Centaur. You know I like Centaur.
0: Oh, I do know this story. Okay. So what
1: happened was I saved that for my final game because I had two good games. Shit, I got a good third game. I got a good fourth game. I just need my last game. I purposely saved Centaur for the end. And the flippers were a little steep. In the sense like think of old Gottlieb flippers where the ball's coming yeah. down the inlane, you just hold it up. Premier, it's they're not com- they're not going past it. Same kind of thing. So they're steep, which means, hmm, interesting. Trap up easy, but what I did was not post pass, but flip really quickly so that it went up the inlane and down the inlane. It never went up and over. And it seems like a hell of a grind, but if you go up and down, that's five thousand plus five thousand, that's ten thousand. That is all I did on that machine for about 45 minutes to get, I don't know, 2.3, 2.4 million. My my 2.4 million never had a multi-ball, never had a multiplier, never had a bonus higher than eight. That's all I did was just dip, 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 catch it, catch it, catch it. Isn't that
0: disgusting? I hate you. I hate everything about you right now Uh because that is just the worst thing. Because they call it spam tour, right?
1: They changed the name to Spamtar.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm assuming then as soon as people saw that, everyone tried doing
1: it. Well, it was perfect because I said to people, part of the reason I go to a lot of tournaments is I look and see what baseball games are. They have Fenway Park in Boston. The Boston Red Sox play there. I love going to that park. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to Pentastic because I'm going to catch the game on Friday. People are like, well, what about the tournament? I'm like, well, if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I'm going to a baseball game. So this was 4.30 on the Friday of the night I was going to the game. It's about an hour away. So I basically drained because I knew I had to go to the baseball game, but I just kept doing it over and over and over and over again. So I started it and then people could notice. I made I made sure it wasn't on stream and uh, <laughs> I'm admitting it. So it's not like I'm hiding it. And then everyone did it afterwards. So that, the queue line for other games were, let's say four or five. The queue line for Centaur was one because no one wanted to wait because they knew every game was going to take an yeah. hour. Joe LaMera played one of the final games on there, put up 7 million doing the exact same thing <laughs> to get him in so again it just i had to do it so my card of needing five good games i only needed four yeah okay and uh but the here's the thing when you have a game like that in playoffs or when you have a game like that in qualifying you can't change it during qualifying but playoffs oh yeah you can and here's where jim swain did a great job he <laughs> disabled the in lanes completely so you get no, you're not getting any blue yeah. marty when i get my wonderful haggis machine. Uh, the Kantar edition, <laughs> please make sure the flippers aren't super, super high on any of the machines
0: because you want. to avoid that. I will do that. I would. Well, actually, you, well, you know, I forgot. I did actually forget to mention it, at, obviously, at uh, PinFest. Yeah, Jesse J. We, yeah, I mean, obviously, besides that, we had two Centaur prototypes there as well. Hmm. They did not miss a beat the entire weekend. Oh, good. Weekend.
1: Yeah, they were good. But the prototypes didn't have the new code, right? No, just, just the original code. Okay, but you got to see the nice layout, the way it looks, and all the different uh, GI, I guess?
0: Correct. Well, well the, and the main thing, it was the first time people got to see the color edition in person. Oh, So I've got to say I was a little bit apprehensive about what people would think, and I shouldn't have been. People actually loved it. Do you know, the the worst comment I got was, uh, you know, look, it looks really good, but I prefer the original. So people that played the original will prefer the original
1: is my guess. People that don't know the original will probably lean more towards the color one, I'm guessing. Do you know what? Hmm. Interesting. Why wouldn't they? I, I have a vested interest in the, in the original one because it was the only black and white game.
0: No, I think, I think what it was, even people that played the original actually preferred the color. But what they preferred was the price of the black and white.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too.
0: But I think we only had one um, Oblivion left anyway. So... I think people were happy with the black and white because it was, you know, what they could obtain. And also it still looked really good. At Pinfest, did the apron have the screens on them? Yes. Oh, but they were just not programmed? Yeah, no, they're programmed. They just played, it just played the original code. Gotcha. All the original code was there and the original code has its own screens as well. So it was still fully functional. We just haven't put any of the new code in yet. Can I ask you a question? Because
1: I was thinking about what's the- Sure. I like the game as is. And it's funny, before I made the game Spamtar at Pentastic, we were talking about different ways to play that game, and maybe you're somebody who likes to hit orbs in order, maybe somebody who likes to do the inlanes, maybe you like the far left shot to get those uh, drop targets, inline drop targets with the captive ball. There's lots of ways to play the game, the release, all this kind of thing. Hmm. I was thinking, what's the new code going to be? And hmm. I know you spell orbs in order, that's an instant multiball, but. I don't know what kind of capabilities, and I don't want to, you can cut this if you want, but I'm asking. Sure. I'm not asking what's in it, but I'm just saying, could something like this be possible? I was thinking of the hurry-ups in quick draw of uh, Cactus Canyon where a thing pops up. Could you not do that with, there are, I think, eight drop targets on uh, Centaur? Mm -hmm. Certainly the four in the front.
0: Well, there's actually 12, because if you count the Queen's Chamber, they're also drop targets as well. Mm. Eight that you can hit, though. Correct. That you can hit directly, yes. Directly. Hmm. Is that a, should I even suggest that or is that? Well, what you got to remember, only, only one of those banks has smart drops. So only the one, two, three, four targets can automatically go down. The orbs targets can't. Oh, okay. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. I didn't know that. And, you know, look, I mean, there's things that, that I can talk about with, with Centaur, um, revisited in that I've already made, so the Queen's Chamber targets, right? They're not smart in the original. I've made them smart in the Revisited. So it will keep your progress in between balls, but also I can do some funky stuff in Revisited code as well. But didn't make the orbs targets smart. The 1, two, three, fours already were smart. I mean, I've added stuff. I've, I've added an extra magnet under the play field. There's an up post that's been added. to So there's stuff that really benefits the Revisited code, but the original code just plays as is. The only difference is that you'll be able to retain the Queen's Chamber inline drop targets between balls and in between players.
1: I think I told you this at the Beast because in the past, and we're talking about the 1980s version of Centaur, not the Haggis version, sometimes the multi-ball causes a problem. And the way the ball was released and then to the plunger and then the plunger shoots it up, what was happening at Pintastic, multi-balls were on, you would get a multi-ball, it would pop it in the shooter lane the ball would fire off and then come straight back down and then not fire again so you've got a ball sitting in the shooter lane
0: yeah that's is that an easy fix is the nice way of me asking that the easy fix is making sure that you've got a subway system that works but what if the
1: ball does come back down that shooter lane is is it going to know is is there going to be a sensor to know it it has to fire again oh then that's that you fixed it that's it yeah yeah good
0: okay Um, Are we going to come back to Pinfest anymore? I mean, fuck. No, I just, I just, I just forgotten that because you mentioned Centaur Pintastic, but you still hadn't answered my question, which was overall, what's the Pintastic show like? Not the the tournament, but the overall show. Okay.
1: The show is really, really good. It's a fun, fun show. If you haven't been there, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how big it is. I mentioned all the different rooms, but they had four Venoms there. They had two Pulp Fictions there. They had Godfather. They had Galactic Tank Force. They had every game you can possibly imagine. Cactus Canyon was there. They had lots of stuff there. And, uh, you know, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody else. They had Scooby-Doo's there. It was good. So there's lots to do. A lot of people. I saw the pins. I saw Dr. Pin and Mrs. Pin.
0: Yeah, cool. I saw the photo. Oh,
1: I forgot. You don't like people that like you. That's right. Like- Correct. Jesse J. Correct.
0: <laughs> Jesse did. Fuck. And you're going to bring that up again. Yep.
1: Crushing Hearts. Alright, Yep. We've never done this. Uh, for the second time ever. <laughs> Who are we gonna save? <laughs> Mrs. Pin and Jesse J are in the wheel of death. Now holy fuck. It's never been done on the show. You know, we've been we've missed it for years. It's coming back. Mrs. Pinn, mother of two, teacher, oh, Jesse J just getting her life started, happy in love and getting married and unfortunately in Marty's world, I've only got time for one of you. And it would be easy for normal people just to say, I'm just not going to talk to you, but it's the Marty way. You got to kill one of them. Who is it going to be, Marty?
0: No, um, no I will not partake in this. We're only doing one an episode.
1: Fuck you. We're so doing it. I'm shutting it down. Nope,
0: shutting it down. Nope.
1: nope. Both will die horrible deaths if you don't pick
0: it's one. It's like me bringing up your children and saying, okay, Jeff, you've now got to kill one of your children. Hey, whoa, fantastic fun show. Carson. <laughs> Next. You're going to kill him?
1: Kill him? Sure. No. How are you going to kill him? Uh, I don't know. What do you, how do you want me to do it?
0: Is he on social media? So I might message, <laughs> send him a message letting him know that you are going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him. Then, Right. See, so I, can,
1: I can take myself away from it, realizing it's just a game. In fact, I think one time the kids were saying something like, Dad, is it impossible for parents to have a favorite? And I went, hell no. <laughs> they just looked at me like, oh, God. So, so thinking that they'd have to one-up each other, right? Mm-hmm. to get my love or do what they did and just said ah fuck him <laughs> cool <laughs> and like, we moved on from this topic cool excellent by the way next week Jesse J and Mrs. Pinn in a battle that's next week okay. well, one, that, one gives me, that
0: gives me time for me to be able to somehow have a third option so fine and the sad thing is it takes six weeks for us to do a
1: show so they're going to be sweating it out I mean <laughs> it's best just to do it get it over with now
0: yeah I mean okay cool no next time um, so besides Pintastic, what else did you do? That was a few weeks ago,
1: and then last weekend, at the time of this recording, I was at Cleepin, which is just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and in Independence, Ohio, and that is a, a multi-day tournament slash show, smaller than Pintastic, a lot of, uh, a lot of machines to play, uh, Tilt Amusements brought a lot of games, so there were a lot of Venoms and things like that, and, and Scooby-Doo, and in fact, there was a whole row of uh, classic Sterns from Steven Prusa. That was, that was fun to play those games. But it's more really about the tournaments, probably, that venue. Not a lot of vendors, you know, some, some good people like Rage Tilt and, and others. But um, I guess the free play area is for the casual people. But because it's part of the Stern Pro Circuit, it's a grind. It's, fuck, yes, I came third in the classics. I do, can we? That's not the main tournament, though. Yes, I qualified for the Where'd main tournament. Where'd you come tur- in the main tournament? Qualified for the main tournament. Okay, you qualified. Where'd you end up? It's pretty amazing considering, again, I went to a baseball game, went to the Cleveland Guardians Yeah, where game, did you end up? Jeff, Jeff, why are you playing in the tournament? I'm like, listen, if I get in great, that's fine. I just, I'm, I'm here for the baseball tournaments aside, but I guess I fell into both, whatever. Get over it. Enough.
0: Okay, IFPA. Enough. I,
1: just go to the Stern Pro Circuit standings and look in the top 20. No, I just want five. to see where you end up It that Doesn't matter. That, that anyway. tournament
0: goes. clearly. It matters because clearly you didn't Top do 24. well. Top 24. Well, that's one of the, can we
1: talk about Cleepin for a second? So there's a bit of buzz about Kleepin. It's, uh, it's a pump and dump. So I think it's 20 bucks for nine entries. And it doesn't pay out a lot. I'm not saying things to be negative. I'm just saying the facts. It really doesn't pay out a lot. Raymond Davidson won the big tournament, won $800. I bring that up because I ran the beast in one last day and Jason Zoller won the championship and won 3000 compared to 800. The reason why and this is why I'm bringing it up, I want to explain it is those machines are brought in. So when I can run the beast, most of those machines are there. When you're at an event like Kleepin at a hall Inn, in, you have to bring all the machines in so the expenses are far greater at Cleepin than I have at the beast or other tournaments that have machines right there. So you have to take that in consideration they're paying tax. They're, they're paying other people. Would you like to see the dollars higher? Of course, I would, but it's not the be on it at all because it's been on the Stern Pro Circuit for years. And uh, it's just, um, you and I talked about this, Marty, and I know you're dying to fucking say I came in 24th, so I said it. All right, there it is. You
0: know, okay, 24th. Okay, he came, I saw it, Next.
1: 24th. But we talked about, should people who run tournaments get paid for running tournaments? And I'm not personally a fan of that, but at the same time, I also 100% believe anybody who runs a tournament or a show should not be out of pocket. They have to cover their expenses. Unfortunately, the way to cover the expenses is through the tournament entries and
0: some other things too. That rubs people the wrong way, unfortunately. Cool. Nothing. I, just, I just need to let everybody know that not only did you come 24th, it didn't actually count to your ranking at all. Fuck, that's how bad st- a performance was.
1: Or I have that many fucking great ones. I mean, there's, there's no. that aspect too. Hmm.
0: No, not really, because uh, that would have, if you'd won, that would have given you 116 points. So it would have made a difference.
1: Well, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. No, you
0: got nothing. You got nothing.
1: But it certainly it helped towards the Stern Pro Circuit uh, standings. So what I will say, big. though,
0: is if I'm really honest, like, they, they, they are still good points. Like, I mean, obviously, you have glossed over the fact that in The Beast, you came 17th, right? Which is still pretty poor, but
1: but also ran the tournament
0: pretty impressive when you're super busy. Yeah, and no, it's not. You've, you've won tournaments that you've won before. So whatever, get over point. it. The point is that that's still worth 27 points just for coming 17th. So these mm. tournaments that you're going to, are, mm. you know, they're pretty big bickies here. Sure. Yeah. 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 So the European Pinball Championship came 56. Really, really. Okay, I'll give you that. Should be ashamed of yourself. But yeah. 27. Still, but still, it's 27 points. Mm. That's great. So I made the
1: playoffs. I was in, that was a group of 16 and you had to be in the top four and I just barely made it. And Raymond Davidson made fun of me because I had the weapon lit on Rush. A game I my own. And instead of uh, holding the button down, I, I was rapidly tapping it and the <laughs> <and, laughs> weapon didn't happen. I lost, but I still wound up winning. Anyway, doesn't matter. Fuck, I'm yeah. not here to talk about. It. I mean, now you're going to want me to talk about what I'm doing next week. All right, fine, I will. I'm going to UK Open. All right, Neil McCrae's got a, a big event in Croydon, south of London. 170 players are going to be there. It's basically the Europe's version of Indisc. Yes, I did very well there last year. Second in Classics, it's not about that. It's about how good this tournament is. There's a, a main event. There's Classics events. There's a high stakes. There's women. I'm looking forward to that. England. Hmm. When was the last time you were in England?
0: Ooh, I want to say maybe maybe eight years ago. Were you born there? No, my dad was. Your dad was. I knew you had yeah. English in there. Yeah. So I, so I can, I can get a, an English passport if I wanted one. It's not as anywhere near as useful as it used to be before yeah. Brexit. But would they want to give you one, or are they happy with you being in Australia? Like so many of the uh, it's, displaced, it's not people like they want from- to. They have to by law. No. They have to. So. They, they've
1: made changes by now, haven't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We know people. Um, but but speaking of big tournaments, did you know the Australian Pinball Open is coming up? What? I don't know anything about that. Tell me, what is the Australian Pinball Open? So it is, a, it's a big tournament. It's also a card format as well. And I would, Ooh. I would suspect that this could be the first time there has been a card format in Australia. I think. I don't know. Is Lambo running it? I actually don't know who is running. I know that Dr. John is involved because he's okay. the one that has given me all the information. But it's in Coolangatta, um, so, you know- Queensland, best place in the world, blah, blah, blah. You know what Dr. John says. So it is, um, yeah. And there are, so besides that, there's also target match play and then there's three strikes as well. So I like this because it's the sign that Australia is getting back to having some mega tournaments. So there you go. I
1: think Lambo and I were talking, I think Australia has, if not the third, the fourth most players out of any country in the world.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: US number one, Canada number two, and I think it's Australia.
0: Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense because, you know, we've always talked about the fact that Australia has got a big pinball community and we did forever. We've always been one of the bigger markets and people have sort of said it's because of the surfy culture that we've had and that sort of lent itself to pinball machines. And pinball machines were in just about any food-related venue. So any- milk bar, fish and chip shop, hamburger shop, anything. There was always pinball machines wherever you went. Laundromats, pinball machines. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me that we've got a lot of people playing tournaments just because we've got a big scene anyway.
1: Is that your biggest scene? Because I saw this documentary on the – it's called Tubi. Do you know what Tubi is? I do. It's like a movie website, yeah. For really not the greatest movies, so – Yes, but the good thing about it is you get, the free, odd, yeah. you get the odd skin flick right you know that's sure. again back to the curtains and socks and kleenex uh the point is <laughs> the point is i like documentaries and they have a lot of documentaries and there was one on the culture of is about things in australia and they spent a lot of time in Melbourne. and the big did i tell you this already i told ryan no tell me the biggest thing they talked about was how many i'm not trying to be funny how many, uh, I don't even know what you call them, sex worker shops. Mm. There are in Melbourne, like several licensed sex worker shops. Did you know this? No. Bullshit. I mean, no, I, I honestly. <whistles> liar, liar. <whistles> why, why would I? Oh, yeah. Like, why would I? Like, I obviously, it's a thing of interest to you. No, it's not. The, uh, the documentary is. I
0: watch movies, Like unlike you. You didn't even watch the fucking movie I told you to watch last week. Yeah, because it just sounded shit. But, okay, well, the, the point is what you're saying is that we've got a lot of prosy shops in Melbourne.
1: Well, you're talking about pinball machines being in a bunch of fish and chips places and, and laundromats and things like that. I'm Yeah. I don't remember seeing a laundromat when I was in Melbourne. Maybe the odd fish and chips place. They didn't even have a fucking Burger King. It was like Hungry Jack's or something stupid like that. What was it called? Yeah, Hungry Jack's.
0: Hungry Jack's. No, what I'm saying is back in the 70s and 80s, we had a lot of those places. We don't have them now.
1: Bullshit. This was a current documentary.
0: Oh, no, I'm not talking about fucking prozzy shops. <laughs> I'm talking about, still talking about fish and chips and laundromats. Oh my Why would God. fish and chips go by the wayside? That's just, well, because there's just a lot more fast food that people go instead. I love fish. Do you know I fish chips almost every Monday? Did you know that? No. Do you know I don't eat fish? Don't you? No, I can't stand the taste of it. Really? Yeah. And the story behind that. But my point is that back in the day- you could go to any shopping center, any sort of little cluster of shops, and there would be either a fish and chip shop or a hamburger shop. Those shops have all closed because you've got so many more McDonald's and Hungry Jacks and Red Roosters. Are they other do you know what a red is Red Rooster? Just an Australian thing? I don't know. Uh I think I
1: recall it. But I haven't seen one in North America or anything like that.
0: Yeah, no. So so that's 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 all I'm saying is. So I mean you can talk about the demise of pinball, but also arcades because they went from those smaller food shops to arcades where they thrived and then arcades dropped those for kitty gambling machines instead. Ah, uh, you hate that. Oh, geez, it frustrates me. Yeah. It frustrates me because I want my children to go to an arcade and play pinball or play Mortal Kombat. You know, I don't care that there's blood, but they're like, oh, there's no tickets on this. Oh, mm. well, fuck off then.
1: Speaking of Mortal Kombat, if you had to save one child of
0: yours, which one would it be? Just out of curiosity, Lexi. Why? I've said that many times. Lexi's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Like, no, it's actually not that true. I, it, it, yeah, sure. <laughs> Shut up, you're a <laughs> I hope they never listen to this show.
1: Not for that reason. That's nothing. That's tame as shit. You can- oh my god, Dad's jerking off on a on a curtain. <laughs> That's. That never happened. Um, how did, how did, wow, that never happened. Didn't happen to me either. I'm just telling Kids, you, I your the story. that never happened. Okay. Can I change the subject? I know you don't want to, but okay.
0: I know. So I'm, there's, there's this mystery pinball company, right? And apparently they're going to reveal themselves this week. When I say reveal, I mean expose it. So is this for real? Is this like, I, I've seen the emails. So what is it? No, I don't know. I don't. No, but I reckon you would know who this company is. Okay, this is this is further rumours that came from Pinfest, right? My understanding is that this company has been in development for a good couple of years, and the people that are behind this pinball company are well known in the scene. They are the two pieces of information that I know about this mystery company, except that I believe this week uh, it's going to be revealed who they are. Are they in Australia? No. I believe they're in the US. Did you hear that rumor? No. I just started it now. (laughs) I know that there's an Australian connection. That's all I'll say. Okay. But I just, in my mind, when someone said to me, you know, they're very well known in the scene, and I went, Jeff Teolis will know who they are for sure. I swear, I absolutely do not know anything about it. You think I would.
1: I don't. I I do think you would. No, I, I, I certainly don't follow or care about rumors, and I haven't been reached out to directly regarding any of this, so I know nothing. That's the truth. I think I heard other podcasters, somebody else say something about it. You you heard it at Pinfest. Was it Jesse Jay who said it? No. Okay. Um. Just,
0: I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, by the time this episode comes out, because I'm editing, so it's probably going to take about four weeks to edit, mm-hmm. it'll probably be revealed anyway. I mean, that- We've seen photos of the underside of the play field. We've seen the back box. So we know that they're using fast boards. So technically I could have gotten in contact with Aaron from fast. He might've told me, I doubt he would have, but hmm. you know, people obviously know. And this is mass produced. My understanding is that when it goes, when, when it goes on sale, they will have machines ready to go.
1: Like mafia ready to go, that kind of thing. Don't know. I know nothing about the game.
0: Did they say a licensed theme or anything like that? So remember when I said that's all that I know? <laughs> like there's actually nothing more than that. Like that's, that is actually all that I know. But yeah.
1: What do you feel when you hear another company's throwing their hat in the ring? We saw Punny Factory. Uh, they, that game has actually been made. I've played it. Wasn't too bad. I played yeah. it with Carl D'Angelo and Jack Tabin and it was at Yegpin. And their Elements game will be at Expo, their second game. Sure. So when you hear another company throw their hat in a ring, you've seen some kind of come, some kind of go. Like what was the, was it Cosmic Carnival or what was that one? The-
0: yeah. And also, look, again, I've got this on my, my list of things. So good segue. It was announced recently that, you know, Kingpin is not going to be made from Circus Maximus. They've sort of thrown in the towel. Shocker. Yeah.
1: You know what? I didn't mind I didn't mind what they did. Like they, I was at the show and I can't remember which one it was, where they were selling the Translites, It was, I think, it was seventy-five bucks, but it, it was basically a down payment for the game. So, sure. at least you got something. Sure. And seventy-five bucks for translate. Sure. Okay, that's fine. I think the artist was there to sign it too. So,
0: my only the, my, here's what I will say, and this is oh, okay, okay. This is I don't know whether we can really go into st- and have this big long conversation, but what I will say is this: passion projects are passion projects. So when, because this is, this the company was Circus Maximus and they were going to make the pinball circus, right? You know, the one that's yep. at the pinball hall of fame, right? I looked at them and went, I just don't think you're going to get enough people to want to buy this game. And then when they did Ping I went, you know what? Everyone says it's a great game, but nobody knows about this game. It never got released. It doesn't necessarily have the, the FOMO about it. So really it's a passion project. These guys are like, oh, we love this game. We love... So passion projects don't work. And the reason I'm bringing that up is, oh my God, when, and maybe one day you'll know what, it likes to, what it's like to work for a company. But when you do work for a pinball company. <laughs> I, I do company, work for a company, just not a pinball company. Just, just a pinball company. And when you do these shows, they are fantastic. I tell you one of the challenges that you have at these shows is when people believe that their idea that they've got is the best idea in the world. And Why is that hard? Because you have to have a conversation where you still make them feel good about their idea, even though you know it's a rubbish idea. You've been lying through your teeth your entire life. This is no, easy for you. That's why no, you're hired not. by Haggist. No, it's not. It's because it's because, for the most part, most people that you meet at these shows are just fantastic. And they're supporting us, we're supporting them, and you have good conversations. The reason why I say that is there was this really, really nice guy that I caught up with. He was just a lovely guy. And he was saying how we should make cocktail pinball machines. Ooh! <laughs> now, I look at that and I say, oh, my God, I would absolutely love to make cocktail pins. I, I love cocktail pins. I've never owned one, but I do love them. And I just remember because my mum had this thing where anybody, if anybody was leaving on an airplane, she would want to go and see them off at the airport. Every single person that she knew. And my mum was very social. So we were honestly nearly every weekend, if not every second weekend, at an airport seeing somebody off. Mm. That's how obsessed she was. Now, at the airport, they used to have cocktail pins in the gate lounge everywhere. So we used to go, yeah, okay, we'll come and see Aunt Mavis off at the airport because we'd get to play cocktail pins. Like what, night moves and things like that? Things like that. Just Mm -hmm. all of them. Hmm. Like, if you went, this is in Sydney, I lived in Sydney, and if you went to Sydney International Airport, in the gate lounge, the main main lounge area, there probably would have been about four or five, and in between that, you would also have video game cocktail cabinets as well, but you would also have pinball, so we would just go there and play pinball.
1: See, I remember the cocktail video game ones. Since I've been in the hobby in the last 10 years, I have seen these cocktail pins. I never saw them back in the, the heyday. Uh, maybe they were more home use only, I guess. I don't know. But I definitely remember the sit-down Pac-Man games and, and things like that. But yeah, they're fun. I think now that we're in the LCD stage, people want a little more and they want more theme. And the back box probably is what draws people to pinball machines at an arcade, is it not? I mean, arcades don't probably have toppers, so you're nah. seeing the back box first. That back box is underratedly is that even a word
0: let's make it a word yep i'll give you that underrated underratedly definitely underratedly
1: <sighs> underratedly <laughs> <laughs> um probably the most important thing for getting that first quarter in
0: yes i i agree and it's also whatever the name is on that back glass as well so again if you well of course yeah yeah Yeah, but it is. That's its advertising. It's telling you what it is. Everybody knows what a pinball machine looks like from a distance. But if you go, Foo Fighters, I fucking love Foo Fighters, that might be enough for somebody who's casual to walk up and go, oh, okay, this looks great. But everybody else, if you're a pinball fan, you're going to go up anyway.
1: See, now, I always I love the Foo Fighter artwork. I think it's really, really cool. But yep. if I'm a Foo Fighters fan, I don't know if that jumps out to me as that's Foo Fighters.
0: No, I know what you mean. It's not necessarily within their wheelhouse. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah.
1: If I'm looking along a line, oh, that's Turtles, that's Avengers, that's Iron Maiden, that's Led Zeppelin, that's Rush. I've probably gone by Foo Fighters because it doesn't pop.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not insulting
1: the artwork. I'm saying it, it's not the Foo Fighters iconic thing you think of when you think of all those other ones I mentioned. Yeah, but I- Even Metallica, even though it's Dirty Donny art, which is great, you still know it's Metallica.
0: Yeah, but that, I also think that- I mean, look, I'm not a massive Foo Fighters fan, so I'm, I can't really say that I'm an expert the on- The what. premium, they're all aliens on the thing. Sure, 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 sure. But what I'm trying to say to you is, before the pinball machine came out, could you visualize what Foo Fighters art- cohesively looks like because I don't think that's the case I think they've probably got a logo that's common but I think a lot of their art has been very different it's not the same style like Metallica has had a very very similar style even though it's completely different scenes and, and drawings but there is a cohesive art style throughout it whereas Foo Fighters I think is just very different it's usually probably just photos of the band I'm
1: glad it's cartoon character, character. Well, I can't even speak it's tired. sure
0: Caricature.
1: I can't even say caricatures. Caricatures? Caricatures. You're going to lose all that anyway. and going to delete it. Um,
0: <laughs> I've got it
1: here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that is actually uh, the only uh, comeback
0: you could possibly have there. <laughs> uh,
1: no. I like the cartoon idea for Foo Fighters as opposed to real pictures. I think that's brilliant because of the goofiness of those modes and, and what they're doing and the, the Scooby-Doo kind of run scene. I thought that was a good idea. But again, it just doesn't, looking quickly, like I'll watch, um, I'll watch a lot of streams and they'll have pinball machines in the background. And I don't recognize Foo Fighters more times than not, especially on the premium and the LE where there's the aliens are more prominent.
0: Yeah, I saw it obviously on the weekend at uh, PinFest. And oh, I fuck, would we're say back to PinFest again. I would just say that the logo itself doesn't contrast enough with everything. Like, there's so much going on in the back glass, you kind of lose the logo a bit. Yep. That's all I'd say. What else happened at Pinfest? Oh, uh, I saw Jesse J. Did I have I mentioned that? Did you?
1: It was one of my highlights. Really? An hour into it, you're just bringing that up now. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) Hey, we don't do shows unless you email us and- You've probably been sweating because it's been six weeks. And you're like, oh, fuck, maybe I should email. Yeah, you fucking should email. (laughs) And some people did. And that's why this show exists.
0: It is a show that exists. (laughs) Nick Bird wrote to us. Do you want to read this? Okay. I do want to read this because this is probably not one of these emails that are meant to be sent to us to be read out. Too bad. You sent to us. It's uh, I'm going to read it out anyway because I met... Nick Bird at TPF. And I'm going to say this. He was one of the nicest people. Like, like you know, you meet, you meet a lot of people at these shows. Well, I do. I know you don't. But I meet a lot of people at these shows. They come up to me because they, they say how much they prefer the show with me. Um, but there were just some people that really stand out as being ultra memorable. Nick Bird, ultra memorable, really nice guy. Just, he was, he was fantastic. Um, and this email, is just, goes to show how much this guy is is awesome, right? Because, his first line is, howdy cunts. (laughs) Right? Perfect. There you go. So, he said, I really enjoy the show. A great podcast is one that feels like you're just sitting in a conversation between friends. That's where your show excels. Excels like that because it literally is, it literally is me and Jeff having a conversation with each other that we just happen to be recording. And, and I will you know, just pull back the curtain. Oh, not your curtain. It's jizz all over <laughs> it. But I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. And I will just tell you, when Jeff and I talk and we're not recording, it's almost exactly the same <laughs> as this. Yep. I got to tell you. It's it's quite funny. Anyway. Um, Less murders. Yeah, he does. Uh, he said, wanted to email you sooner, but life definitely got a bit in my way. He wants to offer us assistance. This is us Bang haggis. Uh, setting up and sitting down at Expo. So he's going to be there representing Pinsomniac's pinball. So I would absolutely recommend you go and have a look at that. Um, It's actually pin... Now I can't speak. It's so so late here.
1: You dick. You record in the afternoon. I record like at (laughs) 2 in the morning for you. (laughs) And I got to drive
0: my wife to the airport at six. Yeah, no one cares. Anyway, go to pinsomniacspinball.com and all the information that you could have is there. But he's, he's really nice. He basically said, basically noting that we make a trip all around the world to bring the games to everybody to play. And he's very excited for Centaur. So. Good. There you go. He said, Jeff, I'd love to meet you at some point. <clears throat> he's lying. Because he had plenty of opportunities to meet you at TPF and obviously didn't, so.
1: I'll see you at Expo, Nick. P.S., this counts (laughs) as an email, so keep making podcasts. (laughs) Yes, damn it. He got us. He got us. I know. And speaking of our number one, you know how the (laughs) Poor Man's Pinball Podcast had, like, tribe members and they had, like, numbers? Yeah, yeah. Could we do final round cunt numbers? Like, that'd be fucking awesome. Because if if so, cunt number one right here sent us an email.
0: Correct. I, I think well, I think we probably need to talk to this. I think we need to do some sort of Patreon thing, right? Where we can actually have- Oh, we've talked. Yeah. We've talked. Yep. We need to have, you know, kind of, the, kind of the episode, kind of the month, you know. So Anyway. We're working. Let's do something. we will work on that. We're working on it. Anyway. But speaking of massive cunts. Emil
1: from Denmark. Fear not, fellow rounders. <laughs> fellow final I can't
0: read. From a fellow- Fear not. There's too many Fs. Fear not, fellow final rounders.
1: I'm here to give Jeff the moist. Oh, you love that word, don't you? Moist. (laughs)
0: Oh, like your curtains.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do I have a feeling this show is going to be called (laughs) Curtains?
0: Yo! See? See, guys? Sometimes it just comes. Oh, see what I did there?
1: I don't know if you can do this in uh, Photoshop, but make the photo just very casual. But if you have a black light, the photo is god-awful. It looks like a murder scene. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Uh, let's see what i can do anyway so yes <laughs> what does what does emil Ooh. have to say to us he says uh, go i'm here to give jeff the moist, the moist. of the big
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can't even read that anyway he's the biggest sea in denmark and beyond that he did desperate- what did you just
0: say the biggest sea and did you actually just self yeah i did censor uh, okay, yourself I'll,
1: I'll fucking read it this is exactly what he wrote to us i'm here to give jeff the moist of the biggest in denmark and beyond that he desperately begs for. As soon as he started talking about calling out a single person to send an email, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> I still listen to every show, but can't be bothered writing you love letters every time. Well, you could. Yeah, you fucking could. Like We oh, we put out a two-hour show, and you can't write a fucking 20-second email? Yeah, correct. Eat it. <laughs> at least I'm glad that he acknowledged my Facebook message. He did a Facebook, yeah. I think he's at the Boras Open right now. And okay. I, don't, I, don't, I hope I see him at uh, UK Open, but I can't remember if he's there or sure not. But maybe I should search for my new friend in Marty, just in case. You guys have never
0: met, no? But he's tall,
1: is he? Yeah, it, which is going to be neat when you see him. Ed, uh, Ed's his nickname, Emil. When you see Marty, Marty, I know you wear lifts. What are you five foot one?
0: I I don't even know whether I'm five foot. Well, in metric system, are you? I'm really short. You're one hundred and fifty. I actually have no idea. You are, I think, five, eight, five, seven. I think five, between, I think I'm actually five, seven and a half. I am I've physically got
1: about, challenged. Three to four inches on you. Only, and, and we've
0: shown it and we've proven it
1: to each other. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I got about seven or eight on you, The other way.
1: <laughs> you had seven or eight in me, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh funny. That's we did a show. Fuck, there we go. We did, yeah. That's we did. all you We get. covered some stuff. We we also because again, Emil did make reference on Facebook. He's like, it is a show that exists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I've got some ideas. Marty and I did talk earlier in this week. I've got some ideas. I just need the time to execute them. If they come through, does everyone win, Marty?
0: I I. I don't know. When
1: I told you that, were you like, oh, fuck. It's it's wishful thinking or that would be great. What were you thinking? Which bit are we talking about? I'm not going to say it on air.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I said I had been thinking about something.
0: Oh, I know what you mean. Um, too much work. I, I can't get too excited unless I know something is going to happen. Too much work. Got a lot of good ideas. I know, but so much work. It is a lot Maybe it's a one and done. Maybe- People should just go back and enjoy it, and it's a one and done. It's a lot of work, but fuck. It's so
1: much work. And we didn't know. Once I get a couple of ideas, they just start rolling. And I I write them I,
0: down. And no, and I, I think a few more. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, let's, they, we can't talk about what we're talking about, so it's going to be really boring for people to listen to. But
1: anyway. The diehards of the show know what the fuck I'm talking
0: about. They will know that it's, it's around something.
1: It's around time for me to go to bed and uh, you need to tell people where they can reach us. Cause if they don't reach us, you get nothing.
0: If you don't reach us, then there's nothing around. So this that's
1: just, where can people email us? I, th- I'll, I can do that one. It's final round pinball at com. but there's other ways. I think we're on Facebook.
0: Yeah. That Facebook, you just search up final round pinball,
1: by the way. Can somebody please send us an email? I'm trying to find a free AI picture generator. And I know there are a couple, but my idea was Marty and I, we haven't been able to do a show in a while. We've both been traveling quite a bit. Like if if you're home, I'm away. If I'm home, you're away. And this is the first weekend where we're both here. And I thought it'd be funny to have a suitcase full of guns, dildos, booze. What else? Joke books. And I thought, if I could make an AI picture of that, that would be fucking great. It'd be a funny joke.
0: All we could come up with is a suitcase full of cucumbers. <laughs> no, just FYI. I mean, that was just on, an, on a, um, an app in the Apple store. But, you know, I did put in that prompt, joke book. Guns? What was it? Guns. I wanted a revolver. Handcuffs, cucumbers. And it just kept coming up with cucumbers. Yeah.
1: Anyway. So, good enough. There you go. I mean, That's I, all you get. My favorite picture I found was that. Years, I don't know how I found it, but that microphone that shaped like a dick.
0: Oh, that was so good. That is it was cool. just. It was just lucky you happened to have that microphone.
1: <laughs> if ever we're doing t-shirts, that's on the fucking t-shirt. For sure. For, sure. for sure. Okay, where else can they reach us? I think we're on Twitter X.
0: Well, it's not X, but Foc-X. I actually cancelled my X login yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I, I just, don't think
1: we post on it. Fuck X on Final Round.
0: Yeah, we don't. And also, apparently, they're talking about now it being... You've got to pay to actually use it. And they're doing that to try and get rid of all the bots. Anyway, don't care. Um, we're also on Instagram's Instagram, good. final round pinball podcast. Just look, look us up, but chat to us any, which way you want. Email is usually the best way.
1: Just want to, uh, before we say goodbye, say hello to Jesse J. Uh, <laughs> Do you know? What? I know if you ever come to the States, I will I was
0: literally uh, just about to say, and thank you, Jesse J. But you've ruined that for me. So. Cause you forgot.
1: And uh, <laughs> you've continued to forget. But uh, always top of mind for me. Mm. We will be back. You know what? We got to bring a guest on next show. I don't know who. Yeah, okay. It's been a yeah, while. Sure. Oh, fuck. Why yeah. did I say that? I'm producing the next show. Shit. Yeah. We'll do it in two, in two, two shows. Guests. Two, two guests. Two shows. Next week. We're going to have a guest uh, yeah. producing this one. Yep, yeah, for sure. So God knows when it's going to come out. So, okay. Yeah, good point. So, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See you later. Bye, guys.